saints and ministers about this. And I'm going to read today in Psalms, before you see it, at 105. And starting at the 15th verse, saying, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He brake the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him, and still it tries us. The king sent and loosed him, even the rulers of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler over all his substance to bind the princess at his pleasure and teach his senator's wisdom. And then over in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, I want to read just a little here. The fifth chapter and the seventh verse. Talking of Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong cryings and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered. Shall we pray? Our Father, thank you for the word, the living word, the eternal word. Thank you, Lord. Let it come alive in this audience today. You sent your word, and you tried us. You sent your word, and you blessed us. You sent your word and you healed us. Thank you for the living word that's among us. For you are the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you, along with several things, but on how to grow in the Spirit while you hurt. I just read the story of two persons here that grew while they hurt. And if you'll just learn this lesson, then you'll grow in spirit and in power. And you'll be able to work 
in the kingdom of God in 1995. God bless you. You can be seated. I said this to my church not long ago. We're living in 1995, just before the coming of the Lord. This is the rapture generation. And if ever we walk with God, we need to walk with God. And remember, it's going to be a personal thing. The rapture, you'll not go because somebody else goes. You'll go because you're ready. You might be in a crowd of 5,000 people that goes, but if you're not ready, you won't go. Be you therefore ready, for in an hour you think not. The Son of Man cometh. And the big question is, today is, can I get by with this? Well, you might with your church, and you might with the pastor, I don't know. But I want to ask you, can you make the rapture and do it? And if there's a question in your mind, don't. Because we're the rapture generation, and the Lord's doing marvelous things among us. He did last night. And Brother Huntley is just, uh, somebody said, running the saints. Who in the world could stay up with this? The Lord said, no, I'm blessing the saints and they're growing. And if the preacher don't grow, he's going to be left behind. So it's either grow or go. Amen. Amen. Grow or go. And that's just about it. It's like riding a bicycle, you know. You got to keep riding or get off of the thing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, there's a lot of things I don't have to do because I wouldn't call, but I was called to preach. Now, I used to sing and play the guitar, and I quit when the good ones come along. But uh, he didn't call me to play music. I called myself. I wanted to play, and Dad said, I can't stand it no more. Get out the other, under that tree of the barn if you're going to beat on that thing. And I did. And the cows <laughs> and the horses and the mules didn't stay too long. They would look for greener pastures. <laughs> but I kept on till. Finally, a few folks like to hear me, but I want you to know it is after running mom and dad off and all the dogs and cats and, and everything else, so I, now I can quit that, and I did, only I still play and sing to the Lord in my office. <laughs> hey, brother, Cole.
And Brother Huntley and Brother Cole both has just about learned everything. It's either grow or get out. They're having revival. Somebody, they'll call me, I can't get a revival and I can't get a church. All you got to do is learn how to have a revival and you'll have more calls than you can take care of. The Lord wants revival. Now, gifts of the Spirit are such wonderful things, blessings for us to have. But I want you to know one thing for them, for you to be. Now, you can't improve the gift. You can improve your own life and grow and learn how uh, to let it take over and flow through you. When you receive the gift, it's perfect into an imperfect vessel that has to be perfected and the Lord starts working on you. And I'm, I'll be 82 next week, the 12th. And I'll tell you one thing, he's still working on me and I'll tell you this count meeting's really making it. He's really working on me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's been a blessing to even get set, Brother Cole. He, when the Spirit's upon him and that gift of faith working, uh, that highest kind of faith. The gift of faith is the most marvelous gift. Uh, to me, uh, I'm a little partial. I think that is a, one of the greatest gifts for the church of the nine. It's the top of the power. There's the vocal gifts and the power gifts and the revelation gifts. Revelation gifts can bring you a lot of heartache if you're not careful, especially if you're trying to go around peep through into people's lives. Yeah, you just look whatever you ask to look by them and uh, mostly let it alone. And the Lord shows a lot of things you don't intend to just talk about no way. But this gift, a gift of faith, angels always follow it. Wherever that gift goes to the action, angels are there. And it's the gift that brings about Holy Ghost revival. It's the gift the apostles had when they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It can expel unclean spirits. They just flee. It's a marvelous gift. And that's why we're having great Holy Ghost revivals. The Lord's blessed some with this. But I want you to take a look with me quickly here. Joseph, he was his brethren, his own blood brethren, would have killed him if it hadn't have been for Reuben. And he went along with selling him as a slave, getting rid of him, because he was a man with gifts. And they were in their, he was in his infancy and trying to understand it, you know, trying to yield to it and understand it. And he talked about it. 
He's like me, and the first sermon I ever preached, it was a great sermon. And I, I, I tore the house down. And the next thing I, I preached, I wondered where in the world God is at. I went home defeated, whipped. I said, God, where was you at? He said, I was just watching. <laughs> I said, why didn't you help me? He said, you forgot to ask me, didn't you? Said you had it so made, so wrapped up, you didn't need me anymore. You even bragged about it yourself. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. And I guess Joseph was sort of in that fix here. He talked a little too much, maybe, to some of the old boys. His dad listened, but didn't understand all about it. But he could have grown bitter. He could have let hate come into his life against his brethren, and he'd have never been able uh, to reach the height that he reached in God. He learned to grow while he hurt. And it hurt. For you. It hurts for your brother to be against you. It hurts whenever they hit you. It hurts when they talk about you. But there's nothing to do but grow. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you become bitter, you'll go down. And you'll say, well, then your brother will say, just as I expected. He never had it start with. So if he hadn't have grown, he wouldn't have been able to meet the temptation he had in Potiphar's house. But he came through it with flying colors and yet got cast in jail for something that he was just accused. He was innocent. He could have really got bitter now. And God, why in the living world did you let this happen to me? Yeah, I've been sold as a slave, and I did my best that I lived for you in Potiphar's house and resisted temptation, and now you let me go to jail. Someone came to my office not too long ago, and they said, they're just about ready to quit. Said, I don't know why God's let all this happen to me. You ever hear that story, preachers? Why did God let all this happen to me? And I asked the question, I said, if you had a beautiful garden, a fence around it, but it was down on the backside, and you just got up one morning, went out, and the cows had ate it up. I said, would you lay that off on God? She said, no, I ought to fix my fence. Yeah. Fix your fence. The Lord just don't build fences around your garden. And he don't fix them if they're down. And he don't plow them for you. And he don't chop the weeds out for you. But he'll furnish you the ground and the rain and the sunshine and all of that. And you do the rest. (laughs) 
So if the devil's destroyed your garden, check it. See, maybe you left your fence down. You didn't fix it. Amen. And then the Lord had to put him in jail to get him up by Pharaoh. Because his gift still worked in jail. Now, most people's gift would have never worked there. You talk about, and there's my word again, Brother Cole, belly aching. That's about all you could have heard out of us. In the morning, evening, God, you don't like me, you don't love me, this and that and everything else. But there's one thing about it. He lived for God. He didn't question God. He loved God. And his gift worked in the jailhouse. Somebody said everything got to be just right. I mean, just right, you know, the singing just right, everything else for God to work. Oh, he can work anywhere. I've seen him work in the den of devils. My, 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 when I was even scared to go in there myself, there's so many devils. I've seen him work. It's nice to have it sweet. And the heavens just to open, you know, and pour it out on you. And uh, the choir sang just right. And everybody testified just right. And everything just so beautiful just to go in, you know. Everything's great. But you know, the Lord can work when everything's the other way. That's right. That's all right. And we ought to, we ought to fix it if we can. But sometimes the devil unfixes things, you know. I don't know. He just has a way of doing it, you know. I've had him to fall out and get hurt. Try to run the service, you know. I... Prayed for a woman. She was crippled. Well, she had tried to get up and fell out and split the side of her head open on a, on a pew. But the next time she got up, she stayed up. Praise the Lord. Well, after he interpreted the dreams and finally when the old butler heard Pharaoh's dream that he had and he told him about a man down there in the jailhouse that had gifts and he sent for him. Now, you know, it's, it's sometimes pretty easy when you're humble and you're broke and, and you're praying for the next meal and all of that, you know, and got a dollar, just a dollar in your pocket, you know. It's easy to to really pray and believe. But whenever you get that big exalted position, you know, everything going just right. Man, man. Church is paid for, you know, and the bills are all paid for. Everything's going just right. You got to watch here the test of an exalted position. You know, a lot of people have their gifts become dormant in their lives because they get lifted up. The Lord uses them a few times, and instead of praying and fasting and walking closer to God, they sort of begin to sort of drift, you know. And after a while, they become carnal. And after a while, they're trying to operate gifts in, uh, in the flesh. And it don't work. And Joseph could have easily said, Now, look, 
This old Jew has uh, reached a high place now. And finally, finally, here comes my brother and the one that sold me into slavery and got me in jail. And this is my opportunity to put it on them now. Got to watch. Here was a place to backslide. He had his brother under his thumb finally. Amen. What you going to do, Joseph? You're going to let your gifts operate? Or are you going to let the flesh operate here? This is a good time to get even and let these old boys go around starving. But no, sir, Joseph didn't do that. He brought them in and loved them and gave them corn. And he said, you didn't send me down here. The Lord did. Amen. The Lord had a hand in this. And I just read it to you. The Lord had a hand in this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The test. You know, sometime, your brother, I remember one time I went to a church and they told me, they said, uh, you can't have a healing line here. Said the pastor before preached against it. Oh, you can't have it. Said, I'm sorry. Said, I believe in it, but, you, you know, you're just going to have to. Uh, I don't know what you can do, but uh, you just, you know. I said, all right, Lord. I said, now, Lord, we can't have a healing line. And I said, uh, it's up to you. I said, I'm just going to preach. And the rest of it's up to you. And there was a Church of Christ lady there that got healed in one of my services uh, two years before of asthma she'd had all of her life. And she had brought just about the whole church, uh, Church of Christ people, with her testimony. And as I was bringing it to an end, I was suddenly conscious that some angels were there. And over to my right, they began to throw up their hand and scream and get healed. Just, you could watch it. They come across that side, and they come on across here. Healing line. <laughs> hey, come on across this side. Healing line. The choir had to stay on the platform because the place is packed. And all of a sudden, I heard them screaming back there. The healing line went plumb around. You can't get God in the corner. Ah, uh, yeah, there's no dead ends for him. 
Amen. He comes to dead end. He just keeps rolling. Nothing stops him. Always remember that. So if the Lord has blessed you with gifts of the Spirit, stay humble. And I said it yesterday, and let me say it again. The nine spiritual gifts is placed in the church to bless it, to edify it, to heal the sick. But because you, uh, you may be a lay member, and uh, because you have the gift of tongues and interpretation, I'll tell you what, if that gets in the wrong run there, and you say, thus saith the Lord, it's time for the pastor to leave. You ain't. That ain't the Holy Ghost. The Lord has other ways taking care of that. You're out of order. And if you may, you may can heal, pray, have the gifts of healing and see more people healing the pastor, but you're still under the pastor. And if you try to do it alone, all by yourself, you'll do it without God. You will do it by yourself. Amen. Stay humble, walk with God. Because I said it yesterday, the highest calling there is in the world is a call to preach. You better walk with that. Keep that ever before you. Now, Jesus, our greatest example, he prayed with loud cries. He cried out. And he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. He grew while he hurt. He hurt much. And don't ever forget it. If he hurt, you're going to hurt. Joseph hurt. Jesus hurt. And we're going to hurt. And you're going to hurt whether you're in the church or out of the church. So we just want to make up our mind, look, we're going to hurt somewhere anyhow. So why not learn to grow spiritually while we hurt? Love, forgive, forget, walk with the Lord. Now, how can I do that, preacher? By becoming a walking prayer. Pray always, lifting up holy hands unto the Almighty God. And some people think the only time you can pray is when you're in the church walking and screaming, but you can pray there. You can pray walking down the highway. You can pray in the bed. You can pray wherever you go. You can pray uh, in, in uh, the shopping center. You just pray, pray, pray. There's something about it. It's just a time to pray for everything. Praise the Lord. Sin always stops the working of God anyway. He just backs away and lets us have it. Now, I know I'm talking to a lot of people here today uh, that the Lord has used, and there's some more that he wants to use. And the way to do that is to stay humble and to know your place in the kingdom and don't get out of it. Brother Tenney is my pastor. I listen to him. And any other preacher that don't have a pastor that he listens to, he won't last long. 
That's right. We need our brethren. I was thinking this morning, what kind of a district would this have been without men back in years gone by and the ones we have now, Brother Wise and Brother Weeks? I've worked with him for 19 years as home mission director of this state. Traveled many a mile with him. And then Brother Tenney, what do you think we'd have today? At back yonder, everybody said, we don't need organization. We don't need leaders. We don't need any of that. It'd been hard to find, found any of us. One preacher said he went through Arkansas and he had 150 get the Holy Ghost back in the early days. And he went back the next year, couldn't find a one of them. There was no churches, you know. There was no pastors and uh, nothing. And so they're all backslid. The sheep needs a pastor. Amen. And the ministers needs a pastor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Billy Cole, would you come up here and pray this closing prayer? Here is a man that God has chosen to place this great gift of faith in, having the greatest revivals in the history of the world. 78,000 in one night received the Holy Ghost because of the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. And I'd like for him to pray for those that have gifts, those that are seeking for gifts. Uh, the Bible did say ask for them if you are desire spiritual gifts. And if you are, why, why all this? To bring about the great end time revival, to help, help keep it going. God bless you, Brother Cole. We love you. And don't forget, let's pray for this man. It takes a lot of strength, a lot of energy to do what he's doing. Amen, amen. And I told him the other day, I said, if the devil ever stops fighting you, I said, we won't need you anymore. <laughs> and while he is battling the devil off of Brother Tenney, I was battling the devil when he is up there. That, when, in that foreign mission service, I never felt anything just like it. Those, when we hit that country over there, and those devils, they come here and they tried to come in. And I saw one way over behind, a darkness behind Brother Cole, when he stand, about the time he was seeing this, and I said to Brother Foster, we need to pray for Brother Cole. And uh, we're standing there, and the, the thing left. So I would at least, you know, I know he'll never stop following you, but we'd like to keep him way off down in the woods. <laughs> you know. I think the day has come for the Lord to give you some rest. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. Pray for us. Praise God. First thing I want to pray for is that Brother Barnes will live until Jesus comes. <laughs> amen. Everybody say amen. amen. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Word of God and the authority of the Word of God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have revealed to me that this sanctuary is literally filled with angels today, standing about the people of God, touching them, moving among them, 
And Lord Jesus, there are those that are suffering. There's those that have been wounded. They have been hurt, even by people that are in the church. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will strengthen them today. We're not asking you just to take away the hurt, Lord, but cause them to grow, as Brother Barnes has so beautifully taught us today, to grow in those difficult, difficult times. Help us, O oh Lord, to avoid arrogance and pride. In Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give them strength, give them understanding, O oh God. Help them to realize that if they will be patient, that you will bring them through, that you will cause this harm to become a great instrument in their hands to minister to others. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak healing in the spirits here today that have been wounded and hurt. In Jesus' name. Now let's rise to a great shout of victory. Would you... Itatahata! In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I witness that there is a spirit of healing going across this congregation here today. You are, in fact, being healed. You are, in fact, being healed. You need to receive your healing. You need to receive it as from the Lord. Don't resist your healing. The devil will whisper in your ear and say, just resist it. You know, we can really get to pouting in the spirit. We can get pouting in the spirit, wounded in the spirit, and refuse the touch of God. Just lift your hands like this right now, out this way, and receive. Receive what the Lord is doing for you right now. He's healing your body. He's healing your spirit. He's healing your mind. Hallelujah. Lord, if there's someone in this congregation 
that has allowed their hurt to turn to bitterness. We ask, Lord, that you will help them to rid themselves of that bitterness right now. Cause the bitterness to go. Cause the bitterness to go. In Jesus' name. Take away the bitterness, Lord. Take away the hatred. I had a I had a man to wound me one time, wound me almost to death. His wound cost me a lot of money. Probably $250,000. But that was the small part of the hurt. That was the very, very small part of the hurt. And Brother Barnes, I allowed that hurt to turn into bitterness. And I got to the place that if someone would mention, he was a preacher. And I got to the place that if someone would mention that preacher's name to me, I'd start shaking because I hated him. I hated him. And I was preaching. I was even preaching in the general conference during that time. And I hated him. I thought he was evil. But God could do nothing for me until I got that hatred out of my heart. Could do nothing for me. God can heal hurt, but he can't heal hatred. You have to get rid of it. You have to get victory. And do you know what? Here's a word of wisdom, and I certainly don't want to try to add something to Brother Barnes. He is one of the, he is, as far as I'm concerned, he's the greatest guy that ever lived in all the world. <laughs> I'm so in debt to him. Amen. But the Lord cannot heal us. We cannot advance. The Lord allows hurt to come to prepare you for what he wants to do in your life so that you will not be consumed by the fruit of your gift. But if you allow hatred to come, he cannot do that in your life cannot do it you have got to keep the hatred from coming and many many times now this is the word of wisdom many times the person that hurts you does not know they hurt you and God allowed them to do it to prepare you for what he wanted to do and they may live and die totally ignorant that they've ever hurt you amen it's all in the will of God. Nothing accidentally happens to a saint of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray that God will bless the services today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, bless the Bible class today. Bless the preaching, preaching sessions this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name.
And allow Brother Barnes to live until you come. In Jesus' name.